Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast episode. I just finished the brand new episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I loved it. I really did like it. Um, of course, I knew what direction they were going to go with with John's character. Unfortunately, and I and I've said this before, you know, um, no matter who you are, you pretty much stand no chance. Uh, you know, um, right after right, right after Steve Rogers, like the next guy always has like the hardest time, right? But at the same time, I still really like the character, and I love what uh, I, I I like the character because I understand him. I'm not so much that I agree with his his actions or anything like that there's things that captain america has done in 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 comics even that i don't agree with including with his treatment of the character rage in the comics i wasn't a big fan of that that sort of story it seemed like captain america might have had some some racial issues with rage and that's kind of something that kind of um had kind of stuck with me for for a long time but what i liked about this though was that like it kind of was brought up sort of with this other character. I'm forgetting the older man, the older black man's name in the show, but it was kind of brought into this show. And so I was like, oh wow, like without using rage and, and, and rage's moments uh, with Cap and that kind of exchange, they did it with another character. And I was kind of like, this is kind of cool. Like we're still getting this conversation. And I knew that was going to happen, you know, when we got, when we saw him the first time. Um, when Sam went to go visit him for the first time and had no idea what was going on and how this man was, was hidden away. And that's what I love about this show too, is that this show really, just like how Black Panther spoke volumes, this show does that too. And I love that. And I also love that the inclusion of the Black Panther characters. And I think it's really, really important too with, you know, unfortunately with the passing with, with Chadwick uh, to still, um, to have this conversation with the show that includes characters from his movie. Chadwick's character, Black Panther, the, the Black Panther, you know, move, movie is felt all over this TV show. And I love that each and every one, well, not each and every one, but a lot of the Black characters that we've seen so far in the MCU have been sprinkled into this show. We got to see in the first episode, we got to see Don Cheadle come in for a few moments. I wanted more from him. I really want more from um, War Machine because I feel like he doesn't get enough love anyway. And I thought this could have been the place to do it, at least to sprinkle him in more, but who knows? We have one more episode left, so maybe we'll get some more of him. But, um, you know, we're getting to see him. We're getting to see, you know, some of the characters from Black Panther. So we're getting to see all of these Black characters come onto this show and kind of support Sam. And I, I love that because this is this really is Sam and of course Bucky's time to shine and I think that's what's really cool about this show and you know obviously you know the, the subject of having a black Captain America and, and I know there's a lot of people who feel like you know oh my god I'm so tired of the race conversation but here's the thing if if it didn't need to happen it wouldn't be happening in my opinion and that's just that's just what I'm saying here and in fact I feel like it's more of an opinion it's more of a fact in my opinion but it is it's my opinion at the end of the day but I mean you know, I've heard it in the comment sections of, of you know, there's so many mar so many fans of things, Marvel, whatever you have, that are, they say, you know, oh, racism is a big issue, but you'll always find those people saying those things and then at the same time having racial issues, right? Because whether or not we want to address them, they still exist. They exist in every comment section, right? They exist in every, every outlet. You're always going to find someone who has an issue with somebody's race or, you know, doesn't want to see 
somebody else's race. And I think, you know, the, the, the subject of Captain America is, is a big deal. And they talk about this in the show. And it, this is something I've talked about in, in privacy with my family, but also in public as well, is the, the standard of American beauty and what America should look like, which is, you know, the, you know, starry-eyed, blue-eyed, blonde-haired guy or girl. That's, that's you know, when you think of all American, that's what we've been trained to believe is all American. And I love that the conversation that they have in the show, it, it's conversations that we have in black households and, and not even just black households, but in, in households of, of other cultures and different colors all of the time here. And it was really nice to have that on screen, that conversation that people don't want to have, you know, in front of their white friends or in front of other kinds of people. So to have that conversation being broadcasted on the, the show and, and, and put in a way that wasn't apologetic, that wasn't like, I'm trying to not step on other people's toes. To have that conversation, I think is, is very important because the image of what it means to be all American, it shouldn't just look like one thing. It sh- maybe that was what it looked like in the past, sure, but not anymore, right? We're living in a world that it doesn't need to look like that anymore. And it's okay, right? It's okay that that does not need to be the standard. And no one's saying that that's a bad thing that, you know, if you are blonde hair, blue eyed, you are Caucasian, you are white, you are a bad person. No one is saying that, but it's saying that that is not the dream that we need to be taught to chase anymore, right? Because it, it's still the dream that we're being taught to chase still. And this was a point that I was going to make about the show Invincible because I had, I have, I have a little issues with that show, not just with that show but just with things in general I I like as a gay man myself I'm tired of seeing the standard of gay beauty being a white guy I'm tired of that I'm tired of that story and when people say well you know you guys should just write your own stories you guys mean people of color and it's like do you understand that people of color write their own stories all the time and their stories are rejected and turned away and then what ends up happening is those stories are then flipped and turned into something very similar to that story but with a white main character or a character of a, a person of color but it is very very um, white influenced, we'll say. Um, and that's, that's, again, that's a problem. That's a really big issue. And one of the shows, one of the things I have, one of the issues I have with the show Invincible is, is that, you know, Invincible, it's definitely inclusive. I love the colors and things like that in it. But my problem is they're setting up this this couple, which I love, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a mixed, um, a mixed Asian white character with a black girl. And you can tell there's going to be this kind of like fallout, right? That, like it, it seems like they're they're showing you this, like they're going to be together in the beginning to give to give diversity a chance, but you know eventually he's going to end up with this white girl, and like that's it. It doesn't feel organic to me. It feels like it's being pushed. You know what I mean? But I'll get into that when I get into that show. But that's just you know, it's a, it, I watched them both tonight. That's why I'm having this conversation. So anyway, but getting back to this show, I love that we are getting to see two very different but very similar stories of two veterans, right, um, who suffered because of the government, because of their mission, which is John, uh, oh my God, John Walker, I forgot his name, John Walker and the other man that that Falcon goes to see. We see two broken men. And what I love about John Walker's character it, you know, it was, it's one thing I, I support him because I know so many people can't stand him, but I also support him because I understand, I understand that, you know, it, like I said, it's rough coming in and being that second place, anything, right. In, in any of the, the comics that we read or any of the things that we like, when there's a new version of something, we give it crap. Like I said, I, it goes back all the way back to Jason Todd being the second Robin. And 
I'm not really projecting on these two different characters. That, does John do good all the time? No, but none of them do. We're even seeing that Steve wasn't always the best person. And that's what I'm saying is that, you know, no matter who put on the Captain America suit after Steve, there was going to be an issue. Even if they had just gone to Falcon, there would be somewhat of an issue. Not the same issue, obviously, because we've had time with Falcon, but we've had no time with John. And I feel like John has been trying to prove himself not only to, you know, the, the other characters in the show, but even to himself. And that's, it's a sad situation. And, you know, I, I love what he tells them. I love that he, you know, even though unfortunately he's kind of descended into a darker road, it's still understandable to me anyway. And it, it, it is a little bit offensive in my opinion, because I feel like there is definitely a stigma with people who suffer from PTSD or who have these issues that it's like, you know, you train them to do these things this certain. He even tells them, like, you train me to do this this way. You made me this way. And now you're taking something away from me because I made a mistake, even though I was basically fighting for my life and the life of my friend. And was he in the wrong? Yes, but so were both sides, right? And only one side, unfortunately, is on trial. And that's what's really messed up. And, I, and like I said, I still hold to what I said before, which is I wish that Sam and Bucky would have helped him sooner. I wish they would have pulled him aside sooner. And it, it, it's sad. It, re it really, really is sad. And I'm hoping that there is some type of redemption for his character later, because let's let's not forget that some of the Avengers are actual killers, even though they were killing bad guys, but he was doing the same thing. Yes, this bad guy was surrendering, but sometimes they were killing bad guys. They didn't get a chance to surrender because they were just in the line of fire, right? And it, it just, it sucks. It really, really does suck that that's what's happening to John's character. But I, I do hope, like, I'm not saying that every villain needs to be to be redeemed. As I've said before, I don't think every villain needs to be redeemed. The difference between those, you know, what I'm saying here is there are some people that are just villains. There's some, you know, characters that are just written to be bad. And then there are other characters that unfortunately have to watch kind of descend into to badness. And it just, it sucks. It sucks when you see like good characters kind of missing their mark you know what i mean and but missing their mark with these characters but the blame gets solely put on the, the those characters that descended like well you fell so that's what happened like you know the responsibility is completely yours to take there's no responsibility being left over here um <clears throat> which again is is unfortunate and i did i did kind of wish that bucky and sam would have like you know kind of taken some of the responsibility for what ended up happening to Walker's character. It's understandable why they didn't to an extent, but at the same time, I kind of feel like, you know, this could have been prevented. That's just my personal opinion. Maybe not, not everyone agrees with me, but I have seen a lot of people who also take that that stance too, which is just like, you know, things could have been prevented. So, but it, you know, it, it had to play out this way because now we're getting a new Captain America. And honestly, I, I like the way things were handled, but I still have a problem with the way things were handled. I do, I really, really do. Um, and, you know, I, I, I it, it goes to real life situations. It really does. I've spoken about this too, when we're talking about, you know, police brutality and police officers. And I've always said that I think that you know, people in the military, people in law enforcement, people who have jobs where they have to, you know, enforce things or they have to get themselves in the line of fire should have mandatory counseling. They should have mandatory people that they talk to. You know what I mean? Not necessarily check in with, but you can say that if, if that's, you know, what you think it is. But I definitely think they should have these people that are not in their household, that are not people that live with them, but people that, you know, 
they can confide in sort of because they've what they besides besides just each other because the things that they experience are things that some of us would never understand or experience and when you don't have that check-in when you don't have that you know that outside check-in who's not in the situation with you but might be on the other side of it things can happen that are really detrimental I guess you know to your growth to how you see the world you know what I mean when you make it a a me and us against the world type situation and so I think that there were a lot of things about this episode that I took away from it that I'm like okay these are these are real world issues that they're getting into here and it's unfortunate we see people like this character who've just been told to smile and be fine and you're fine you don't you know you're fine turn into no he's not fine he's needed help this whole time and instead of getting him the help that you need you put him in a position that he now has to you know he has to now kind of go away even though all he wanted to do was help people originally you know and that's that's the sad part about this it's really sad it's, it goes to the, the the black character as well you know he wanted to do something to to help change the world and instead he was being tested and probed and and you know his fellow soldiers were dying and and now he you know he says if you're not bitter you're not awake and there was there's there was so much heaviness to the conversation between him and sam that i loved and there was so much heaviness in the first couple of moments in this episode when john is really trying to accept what he did and even though he misplaces the blame there's still this moment of even he's like I messed up. You know what I mean? And so I like that we get this. This this episode is very deep. And there's a lot of like non-deepness to this episode that I love too. Like it, it gets back to Sam and his roots and his sister and his family. And that's all good. I love all of that stuff. I love um that he tells Bucky even to like find stop looking for stop looking to Steve to find who you are. Steve is gone. And I love that because Captain America is one of my favorite characters. And I love that we're kind of, you know, getting into this point of like, Steve was just a man. You know what I mean? Like, I think in the MCU, we painted him as perfect and this and that and the third, but it's like, if you read comics, you know that he's not. But that's the the image that he was selling. Even, you know, even Steve sold an image. And I I think it's kind of refreshing that Falcon is kind of, or, you know, Sam is kind of taking on himself. I'm not going to sell an image anymore. I'm just going to be myself. And I think you need to follow that same path because we see what happens when you, all you do is sell an image. You know what I mean? Um, Especially with, with John, John wanted to sell an image. He wanted to be that next Captain America, but no one would let him sell that image. And unfortunately things kind of unraveled for him very, very quickly. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with his character. I, I, I hope for a redemption for him. However, I don't think he's going to get it. I don't. I personally don't think he's going to be redeemed. I think that they are looking for someone to just make a brand new villain to make people hate. And the second he put on that suit, people hated him regardless. Regardless of his actions, people hated him the second he put on that suit. And that's just that's just the sad part of it, really, honestly. So um, it'd be great to see his character get some type of redemption. But I was actually watching this and, you know, you guys, those of you who've listened to my last podcast or one of my last ones about the Star Wars Ewoks movie, um, movies, I mentioned the character of Mace, the, the brother, and how much he looked like Luke Skywalker. And I know a lot of people want Sebastian Stan to be Luke in an upcoming show or whatever, but here's a proposition my dad actually thought of. He's really clever. 
here's a proposition. Why not have Sebastian Stan play the character of Mace? Mace is a Luke sort of replica in these Ewok films. And I feel like certain elements of the Ewoks movies have been, you know, made canon, as in they exist somewhere in the Star Wars timeline. So instead of, you know, making him or having him play a, a huge character like Luke with so much weight attached to that, not that Sebastian Stan couldn't do it or that he wouldn't be accepted by most of the fan base, but if you had him play a character like Mace, kind of more grown up, maybe he didn't blow up in that explosion, there would be, to me, there would be more intrigue into the Ewok movies. And two, there wouldn't be as much pushback as I'm sure he will end up getting. I, I don't think he's going to get a ton of it, but I do think it's sort of a weight lifted and you can do more with the character of Mace. You know what I mean? I feel like we've seen Luke. We've seen so much of Luke and I love Luke, but sometimes it's okay to let characters go. Just like how we're having to let Steve go. I think it's okay to let Luke go and maybe focus on characters that you have at your disposal that you've kind of done nothing with. I understand that it seems like they want to walk away from the Ewok movies completely, but they are there, they are in existence, and I don't think the fan base is going anywhere anytime soon. So what would be kind of cool is maybe if you did, you know, work on that third story that you were planning on doing with that series, and you have Sebastian Stan play the character of Mace, who didn't die. What happens to him? Who knows? I mean, for all we know, he could be in the castle dungeon. Maybe the, the witch saved him. Maybe, you know, it's Star Wars. You know what I mean? These are never what they seem. So who knows what could happen in the future? And like I said, I don't think fans would be upset about that. I don't think they would really question it. Um, other than like, holy crap, he's alive. That's pretty much all they would really do, I think. Versus having to keep the character of Luke going into these stories. We've seen Luke's story. Um, that was just that was just my idea. You can love it, you can hate it, you can do whatever you want with it. But I would rather see Sebastian Stan, who does look like Mark Hamill, and I guess would also look like the boys who played um, Mace. I wouldn't mind seeing him play this character over playing Luke, you know what I mean? Because there's so much you could do with Mace. He's only been in one movie, he, really. He's only been in one movie. So there's a lot that you could do to show that, look, he survived the explosion in Endor. He too, like his sister, was orphaned. And then you could possibly even bring back the character of Cindy and kind of, or Sin Sindel and kind of reunite them in some kind of like epic three-part story, whatever you want to do with that. Um, or not, you can always just make, you know, have Mace go off and do his own thing, who knows? But that's just my ideas on it. I think that'd be kind of cool. But getting back to this, yeah, this episode is a really good episode. Make sure to stay tuned after the credits, after the first set of credits. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for what's, what's going to happen with the last episode. There was so much kind of resolved but yet not yet resolved in this episode so we will definitely see what happens next week i'm i'm looking forward to it and i'm also more looking forward to loki as well now um originally i wasn't originally i was like i really don't care about loki like that he's not my dude but excuse me taking a drink but with the shows wandavision and falcon and the winter soldier both being very good shows um, I'm excited to see what happens. I loved the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It played out a little slower than I'd like, but that last part hit, right? Like, the, the, well, the beginning was cool, and the last part really did hit, and I loved that. 
And, you know, with WandaVision, WandaVision was, was, I love WandaVision. The first couple of episodes, I was hooked on. I still love the first three episodes. Like, those are my favorite episodes of WandaVision. And it's interesting because the latter parts, or the, the later part, I should say, of Falcon and the Winter Soldier is my favorite. So even though I love the first couple of episodes of WandaVision versus the last couple, I love the last couple of episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier than I do the first couple. So it'll be interesting. I can't wait to see what I love of Loki's show because... You know, with Loki, we get into Asgard, we get into off-world things, more colorful things, and it'll be exciting. It'll be very, very exciting. And also, if you don't know this, I'm telling you right now, speaking of Marvel, um, the New Mutants are now on HBO Max. So if you guys have HBO Max, you can watch the New Mutants as part of your subscription. And, you know, I, I'm getting a lot of mixed reviews from people. I personally loved the movie for what it was. I was a huge fan of the, I am a huge fan of the New Mutants characters. And even though certain things are turned on their heads, there's a few things I didn't care about when it came to the casting, I still liked the film. And I would have loved to have seen what they would have done with a sequel. And like, not to say that there won't be a sequel to some degree, we don't know, because now that Disney owns Fox, they can very well make a sequel. Maybe not so much with those same characters, because I'm sure all these actors have moved on to other things. but who knows? Who knows what could happen? I, I really don't know. But if you have not seen New Mutants and you kind of want to give it a try, go in with different expectations. Do not go in thinking an MCU movie because it was never meant to be one. Also, don't go in thinking this is going to be a regular Schmegular X-Men film because that's not what that is either. It's something completely different um, than those kind of films. I am not even sure. I would say... Go in thinking, The Breakfast Club meets The Lost Boys. That's what I'm saying. As iconic as those two films, possibly not. But maybe go in with the ideal. Maybe go in thinking, The Breakfast Club meets The Lost Boys. And and you might have, you might have, with a splash of it, with a splash, like a tiny splash of it. And I think that's what you have in this movie. Just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Anyway, you guys, that's been it. I really don't want to spoil too much of, of this episode for you guys. I want you guys to watch and enjoy it yourself. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's next week is going to be very interesting. And what happens with this storyline after that is going to be even more interesting as well. I love the, the storyline of Captain America and those around him, including Falcon and Bucky. And now with John Walker's character, um, it's only going to intrigue me to come back for more. And hopefully there will be maybe not a season two or even Sharon Carter. I love Sharon Carter too, but maybe not a season two, but something that will connect them again and possibly the Thunderbolts maybe maybe Citizen B maybe something like that who knows I don't we'll see I'll see you guys next time peace